What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line again. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Sorry, I got to get a little shout out to Rashawn. That's how I do it. <laughs> Welcome back. Second hour of the captain right here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I hope everybody's having a fantastic Thursday in beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska today. And wherever you're listening. Yeah. I don't know where you're listening from, but thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter on the Sutter Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Let us know where you're listening from. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sardar Heyman Text Line, 402-464-5685. Shoot us a text. Give us a call. Join in on the conversation. Let us know where you're listening from and and, and have a blast with Bach and I here on The Captain as we take you through, as I take you through the rest of the time until 3 o'clock when I can finally get off the air and, and rest my vocal cords. For a few hours. For a little bit. <laughs> and then I'll be on later on tonight with Priscilla Joseph as we go behind the game. With her, and I don't really know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure it'll be good. Usually is. But speaking of Priscilla, let's talk about her husband. Mickey Joseph joins Nebraska as a receivers coach uh, from LSU where he produced multiple NFL-level, NFL-talented wide receivers for the Tigers. Uh, comes to Nebraska with a with – a, ton of expectations and immediately goes and starts bringing in a ton of receivers to this receiver receiving room receiving core um that was in need of not like a not like a revamp or a or a or like a ton of help but they were in need of some help and like a reshuffling and, and just a reinvigorance of energy and that's exactly what he's provided and exactly what the people that he's brought in have provided as mickey joseph was on for his radio interview um he i went to on three shout out to on three.com and 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 check that out and mickey said that the wide receiver room needed a culture change which is exactly what he's provided and that at this point currently at this point in time he is comfortable playing around nine to ten of the guys in that room on any given Saturday. How does that make you feel, Bot? Nine to ten receivers on any given Saturday. He's comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, that makes you feel great. Obviously, as far as the depth goes, maybe keeping some fresh legs out there, some different looks. Um, 
that's a lot um, to, to, to get ready. But he believes in his, his, his freshmen. I, I think he said, too, is that kind of physically they're there. He just needs to get them mentally and, and, and you know, obviously into the playbook a little bit more, get a little more experience there. But to spot play those guys, um, I think will will be kind of fun. But I, I'm really interested in, in the transfers he brought in. Obviously, he felt like he needed um, a lot more out of that group. And then, you know, what does that say about the guys that are turning? The Oliver Martins, the... Uh, uh, you know, the Omar Mannings is, you know, uh, how does he feel like they're going to progress along and, and how do they take that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But um, part of it is just kind of knowing the depth that's there. So I don't, if he wants nine or ten guys, I don't think he can be too offended if you're you know, no, Omar Mannings really. or Oliver Martin. You're like, well, I can only do so much. Yeah, and so he was on Sports Nightly for his, his radio interview and he was talking about he, – he started naming guys by name and, and talking about what they've done in the offseason. So I'll go through this. They have it, uh, again, on on3.com. You can go there, you know, $1. For an entire year, yeah. So I don't know why you're not, deal. if you don't have that, I don't know why you're not taking advantage of that right now. But, shout out Sip. So yeah, shout out Sybil. Um, so I'll just go through these these by name, the, the ones that he mentioned. Oliver Martin, guy that you just talked about. Uh, Mickey Joseph said that he's had a quote unquote decent spring, and is having a really good summer. His technique and confidence have improved. He catches the ball, runs really good routes, and he's fast. He's working on Martin on his releases to use his speed to get downfield and put pressure on defenses instead of dancing around at the line of scrimmage. So hearing that, you know, not only is he bringing in new guys to to compete for the positions, but he, and I mean, it's, it's just the coach in him. He, you're more than willing to work with what was left for you in whatever room you're in, and he's taking full advantage of the guys that have been, are holdovers from before he was there. So Oliver Martin, a guy that people were excited for, transferred from Michigan to Iowa and then Iowa to Nebraska, um, kind of had a good game his first game last year and then got injured, was kind of out for a little bit and hit or miss the rest of the season. But when he was playing and he, and he played well, you could see that this guy had it in him. He was, he's a good receiver. Yeah, it was kind of weird that he, that he you know, he did break out against Illinois. Um, and like you said, some injuries caught up to him, but he just never returned to that form. Um, and it, it was – it. I, I was kind of surprised by that, and and I think that he could be – he's kind of probably overlooked because of that, but whenever I see a, a guy that's able to get 100 yards, um, you know, in, in Big Ten play, you kind of think, okay, there's something there. So not easily forgotten. Now, there's been guys in the past that have done, of course, Marquis Stepp just, you know, had 100 yards against Fordham or whatever, yep. and he's out the door. So it's it's not – uh, it wouldn't be crazy if, if we don't ha- see too much of Oliver Martin this year, but I feel like he's been a solid receiver. I, I feel like you're in a pretty good position if, if he's out there. Um, you don't feel like you're you're undermanned or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure exactly how I feel about Oliver Martin because, like you said, he that first game turned you know showed out and then got hurt and then we never really saw. It. And the lasting look, it's for a lot of people. The lasting mm-hmm. image of of Oliver Martin is that play where he you know maybe could have caught the ball uh didn't really make an effort for it and it was picked off right that's that's the lasting image of Oliver Martin unfortunately whether whether it be fair or unfair that's the one that a lot of people have are holding on to from last season so we'll see if he can overcome that uh this coming season uh Alante Brown the guy that I really want to play I don't know why I just <laughs> is he re- one of your guys yeah that's one of my guys that's one of oh, my okay. dudes right there yeah uh Alante is he Brown. Cadillac Brown yes yes Cadillac uh, Mick Joseph like said that. he's a really good leader in the wide receiver room because of his work ethic and his desire to be great. 
He says they're uh, striving for the group is striving for excellence, and Brown is clearly working hard. He said he since he was a high school quarterback, he's still learning the position, but he's getting better at catching the ball and is really talented. Like I said, that's a guy who has the speed. He's a little on the shorter side compared to you know some of the receivers they brought in since they brought in some really big guys. But Alante Brown a little on the shorter side, but he's got a ton of speed. And like like Mickey said, he played quarterback, so it's not like he doesn't understand what a quarterback is looking at when he's outrunning his routes. He just needs to you know fully embrace it and get into you know that form and know exactly what he's doing, play in and play out. That's and that's a fascinating one, especially when you compare those guys side by side. Because Alante Brown, it's been a few years that you think, okay, this guy could be the guy that breaks out, and hasn't really been a part of the offense at all. He's kick returned to no avail, and I mean nothing's really happened there. So we haven't seen really any flash out of Alante Brown, which is what you kind of expected. If I asked you, Oliver Martin or Alante Brown, who has more receiving yards this year? That's a tough one. I hmm, I would have to say Oliver Martin, but I, I would do. I want Alante Brown. Which I'm, is different. I don't cheer for anybody, but I, I, I think I, I would like to see, you know, Alante Brown finally. I mean, I cheer for everybody, but yeah. I don't cheer for one guy more than the next, I should I say. I know what you mean. Yeah. No, I, I don't cheer for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Nobody. Nobody needs to do good. But no, I, I mean, the, the promise for Alante Brown has been there. So, I mean, I think clearly he has at least, you know, some some of the athleticism that has put him on that short list of, hey, this is a breakout player. It just hasn't happened yet. And sometimes when, when you hear that year in and year out, I, I start to tune it out. And I think... Um, for Alante Brown, I know, and he said he's still kind of learning the position, still adjusting. Um, so maybe I should give him more patience than this. But I don't know how much, how much long, you know, many more off seasons I can go into yeah. it thinking this could be Alante Brown's year. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's good with how look before the wide receiver rooms weren't that deep. Like you, you had some talent, but it wasn't that deep. You would have liked to see Alante Brown show up and show out, but. Um, he just, as Mickey said, he's still learning the position, unfortunately. But I, I'm hoping that this season is the season where he finally is able to see the field in, in a, in a bigger role at the wide receiver position and is able to make his mark uh, on the offensive side of the ball and not just on special teams. We've got a couple texts coming in. An unnamed text says, "Is that good for a quarterback? You know, when we're talking about nine or ten receivers being, you know, able to play. Every QB has their favorite wide receiver on the team because of the chemistry they have together. Can a QB adjust to throwing to that many different styles of wide receivers? Yeah." Look, they, they practice with them, you know, day in and day out. They know Casey's very they, serious about it. Yeah, I mean, they they're not going to know the nuances of every single wide receiver. And you're right, they're going to have a favorite wide receiver, but that wide receiver is not going to be able to play every single down. You know, when they are in, maybe that person's getting more looks, getting getting looked at more heavily by the quarterback. But for the most part, you need to be able to play with all of the receivers on that roster, and with the way that you're practicing and how many how many you know, passes you're probably throwing during one practice, you're going to be able to learn them pretty well. But as you said, they're going to have a favorite. They're going to know all their little nuances and, and, and what have you. But I, I think it's good for a quarterback to have that many options, but you always do have your favorite. Well, and I don't, I don't know if you're going to see nine guys play on Saturday. I think, I think what he's saying is I want to be comfortable if I if I'm forced to put in, mm -hmm. you know, that many guys. And then obviously, you know, if the games get blowouts or, you know, maybe we'll shuffle them in and out for a play or two. But for the most part, you're going to have your mainstays um, and then you're going to have a few guys that rotate, you know. So when I realistically look at I think about five or six deep, but have a confidence to play nine or mm -hmm. ten. Um, that's probably what I take more out of that quote. But um yeah, I mean, I, 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 but I mean, look at the the history of Whipple's offense. Um, if you have, 
if you have a guy that's going to get 1,400 yards, they're going to take him off the field just so, you know, everybody gets uh, some playing time. Yeah. Um, and he's had plenty of wide receivers, uh, not just his latest one, um, that, is, that have breaking out and been good uh, at his offenses, whether it be at UMass or at Pitt. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't know if I expect that that guy because I don't know who it would be. A lot of people think Trey Palmer, and we'll get to him in a little bit, but um, I don't know if you have – that type of weapon at wide receiver. And so it might be more of a uh, group approach. But again, I, I, I wouldn't think that we're going to see them constantly rotating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the comfortability to play with those guys. And even that, just the comfortability to play with that many guys is impressive. As we've seen with Scott Frost over the years, you know, hesitancy to play Xavier Betts. Maybe we got the answer onto that later. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's that's been part of the, the gripe from the fan base is like, you got some talent on there. Why aren't you, why aren't you playing these guys? And, um, you know, they just didn't trust too many guys. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, whether it be whether it be on the player or on the coaches, it's just, you know, sometimes they, they can't get on the field for, for other reasons other than their talent. So, you know, it, it happens. Uh, and, yes, Markel, we are going through the wide receiver room. Um Kamonte Grimes. Now, there's some of these guys that you know we're not going to have a lot on because they're redshirt freshmen. They 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 just came in or or they're true freshmen. So this is just us gonna kind of going off of what we've heard or what 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 uh, what Mickey Joseph is saying in these in these um, little snippets. So Joseph was talking about Kamonte Grimes and and said that Grimes needs to have more confidence and play faster. He tells Grimes to go fast and he'll slow down if necessary. Uh, when he does that, he's really good. When he plays faster, he's really good. But when he doesn't, he's really not that good. <laughs> he says that, doesn't he? Wow, you're just he's being straight really up. Not that good. Uh, he says Grimes <laughs> is really talented with good hands, but Joseph says they're working on his route running. So that's the yeah. that's the six two receiver out of Florida, uh, redshirt freshman Camonte Grimes, and people are excited about him. But look, I'm, Mickey Joseph just came straight out and said it. Look, when he plays fast, he's good. When he doesn't play fast, he's not. Yeah, and that's more of him trying to push him into into that role, obviously, of of getting there. But that's tough for a young guy. Like, you know, you want him to play with confidence, but if he doesn't know what he's doing, you know, it's hard to play with confidence. Yeah. Uh, I remember talking to J.D. Spielman when he was uh, maybe a sophomore talking about his freshman year, and, and he was kind of talking about the difference and how uh, he kind of knew what he was doing at this time. He said, there is at times I didn't know what route I was running. I would just go out there and run. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that obviously – and J.D. had a pretty successful freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's – I think that's common for young players is, you know, and, and, and certainly it makes sense. You know, you can, we can we can kind of break it down and say, I don't know if you should be saying that publicly or whatever, but obviously, you know, it's it's not a major shot. Yeah. Um, but it's just uh, it, it, it's obvious. Nobody plays well when you're not confident. I mean, you can only get so far when you're doubting yourself. So it, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we're going true freshman Victor Jones, Jr. Uh, as Mickey Joseph says, he's gotten a lot. He's gotten a lot better since the spring when he was just a baby. He, uh, <laughs> he came to college when he was 17. Uh, he says it's kind of hard for those those young guys to hang out with 21-year-olds, but he's caught on now in the summer and is doing well. We're going to, con- going to continue to work on his route running skills and catching the ball, but he's a big, talented kid, big body, Joseph said, and that is Victor Jones Jr., the 6'1 receiver out of – where is he out of? Out of Florida. A lot of Florida oh, guys go. in there. So the 6'1 receiver out of Florida, um, Victor Jones Jr., true freshman. And that's, that's, that's a hard – like the skill positions, if you look at those for a true freshman to come in, those are probably the the positions where you see more true freshmen come in and make an impact early. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying Victor Jones is going to come in and and be an impact guy, but out of all the positions on the field, you know, a wide receiver, corner, safety, you know, the skill positions, running back, 
those are the spots where if a true freshman comes in and makes makes an impact, it's not that surprising. If you have a true freshman coming in as a lineman and making an impact, that's wait, what, how did that happen? Like that's yeah. that is that's slightly concerning, but also uplifting that you have somebody that's that talented and can do that. So Victor Jones Jr., like you said, he's just a baby, but he's got a lot more confidence, and we'll we'll see what uh, what comes of that in the coming weeks. Uh, another true freshman, DeColdis Crawford. Everybody, everybody loves DeColdis Crawford, right? How that's can you just, not? That's just the thing. Uh, they moved him to the slot uh, when Nebraska. He was studying the playbook to be a Z or an X. Mickey said they needed more depth at the position, and Crawford was the twitchiest of the three incoming freshmen. He's running really good routes and picking it up fast. So that might be somebody that you could see this this season. You know, running in the running in the slot. I mean, Dakota Crawford out of Louisiana. He was committed to Louisiana to LSU for a while. Uh, flipped that, committed to Nebraska after Mickey Joseph got the job. The six foot one seventy eight receiver uh, out of Shreveport. <clears throat> kind of a down season his senior year after they either his quarterback left or he got injured. Uh, had a had a down season, so he went from you know one of the higher rated wide receivers to a little bit further down because he didn't get as many catches, but. Like me said, he's one of the twitchiest, and they move him into the slot, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who are their slot receivers and, and if Dakota makes any type of impact. Yeah, and, and sometimes you just kind of read between the lines on which guys are, are likely to get playing time. When 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 your talk is that Victor Jones is a baby and Dakota Crawford is moving to a position where we need more depth, um, then you probably feel like Dakota Crawford's got a, a jump on him. And that's not anything against, you know, Victor Jones Jr. Again, he was 17 years old when he came in. And guys develop at different rates. But uh, I guess, and I, and I don't know, you know, I don't have the crystal ball. I don't know if it's going to happen. But I guess, I would guess redshirt Victor Jones Jr. and Dakota Crawford's going to be uh, one of those guys that you see rotate in and out. Um, weird, too, because I, <laughs> I don't know if you did, but like, just because of his name, I heard about him when he was like in ninth grade. Oh yeah, like um, he he was you yeah. know YouTube and all this, and they yeah. were like oh Dakota, and I mean you would see his highlight tape, and it's like I mean at one at some point you're just like look he's a freshman, like I don't know what exactly what you're right. going to get from this right now, like he's going to get maybe he was on varsity, I don't know if he was playing varsity if he was playing freshman ball in those highlights, but I'm like look. He's a freshman. Like I don't know what you want me to. Like, his, it's a cool name. Is but... his middle name to ever do it? No, that no. was fake. Oh, that was fake. Too bad. That would have been cool. <laughs> that is that is fake. Unfortunately, uh, another freshman, Janier and Bonner. I feel like I'm saying Janier and Bonner. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Uh, we'll learn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is Janier and Bonner. That's how I'd pronounce it. Janier and Bonner. Uh, Currently has a hamstring injury, so that's 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 one guy down with an injury. Earlier in the summer, Joseph was impressed with his big size, speed, and ability to catch the ball. Joseph is excited to get him back on the field. Not going to learn much from that. He's injured. I guess we'll see what happens when he comes back. Yeah, but he is one of the one of the guys that that you know when you, when you talk to uh, some of the, the recruiting guys, they watch him on tape. Um, he looks like he's got it. When you talk about guys that can step in and play right away, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's because you just have uh, they, they just have pure athleticism that that is better than the the elder classmen that you have before. Like mm-hmm. you said, as opposed to the offensive line, defensive line, you got to bulk up. You got to you know. So um, that's why you see those younger players step in and play right away. And he is uh, because of his athleticism in, uh, on track, maybe to do that. Of course, that hamstring injuries we've seen before. Injuries yeah. get in the way of, of guys uh, being able to produce right away. But um, I really hope to see that get better because of all the all the freshmen. I think he's probably got um, the highest upside. Um, at least so far. Yeah, I mean, he's the heard. biggest of the three. Six foot one, almost two hundred pounds. True freshman out of Georgia. So hopefully the hamstring. But it, that's the thing that me and Jay were talking about is don't you don't have to rush back. 
don't don't come back too early and, and re-injure yourself. Look, take your time. Get back when you're ready. You're a true freshman. Maybe you end up redshirting. You'll be ready next season. Maybe you end up, you know, just sitting out the first half of the season. You'll be ready. But make sure you come back when you are ready and, and don't come back too early because you might just re-aggravate it. And that's something that no, nobody wants to see is, is anybody who has a high level of talent getting injured, re-injured, and not being able to, to come back and make an impact if they have that ability. And then the guy that everybody is excited about, Trey Palmer. Uh, Mickey says that he's a completely different kid than when he was at LSU. He's playing with more confidence. I think he understands the grind I expect out of that group. I think he understands that every day he's got to come and fight to keep his job, which is something that, look, if you're big on the competition and the not handing the jobs to, to, to recruits or to transfers, that is something that you – really want to hear out of your head coach and out of one of your transfers is you understand that it's a grind and that you have to every day when you come to practice you're not you know you're, you don't have the starting role like you're you're brand new there are other people here besides you you need to fight to keep that role if you're a starter you need to fight to get into that role which should be something you know that every fan of of this Husker team enjoys hearing from a coach yeah, and it, it, it's it's unique, too, to him because he is very clearly um, kind of the, the recruit out of the portal that is expected to, to be the guy. So it's like when, when you when you kind of have to maybe work that into him a little bit is, is you know, it's, it's not just going to be handed to you. Even though you you look like the guy you have, obviously, rapport with Mickey Joseph, um, you know, th th this has got to be earned. This can't just be given. There's a lot of talent in this in this room. There's a lot of guys that have potential in this room. Um, so no, no rest just because you're the guy that that seemingly you know, and, and he's been told for a, a lot of a lot of his years now, being a four or five star, you're a special talent. So he knows that. Um, but you need that grind to come with it because I mean that's going to be the differentiator from a lot of those guys, you know, panning out or not is, you know, if, if you've been told forever that you're uh, <laughs> amazing, you know, and you feel that you look at the, you look that way in high school, you're so much different than everybody. Um, but then when you get to the college level, uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of good guys out there. Yeah, There's a lot of people who are at or better than you. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where you have to kind of sit back and reevaluate everything and be like, okay, what do I have to do to get better? And, and that was kind of a thing where people ask, people ask uh, coach Joseph, why Trey wasn't playing more at LSU. And it's look, he was behind three NFL guys. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, it's hard to get playing time when you're behind guys that talented. So. When you hope he's an NFL guy too, down the line, it's just, again, guys develop at different rates and, if you got NFL wide receivers, you play them. Uh, yeah, yeah. And well, and if he if so, maybe he's not quite there, but he's still got time to get there. And hopefully, um, this year will be the start of, of of him taking off. Well, I'm excited for Trey Palmer. Oh yeah, but we've got a lot more wide receivers to go through on this list. <laughs> not a lot. We have a decent amount of wide receivers to go through on this list, including another transfer. Well, two more transfers: Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, Marcus Washington. Who look, they're making impacts. So we'll see what uh, Mickey Joseph had to see about the others in that wide receiver room. You're listening to The Captain on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. It's Bach and I taking you through these couple of hours. Stay tuned. More wide receiver talk when we get back. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country 
and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.